0: This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Giant Up, Baby, episode five. We are here. I am your host, Joe Carjulia. Follow me on my socials. You can follow me at Giant Up Pod on the Twitter. We are active. I was firing off tweets yesterday during the Giants preseason game. Follow me at Joe Carjulia on Instagram, where I post a lot of good stuff, a lot of Instagram stories, a lot of pictures, uh, and then follow us. Yes, we are active on the TikTok. Follow me at Giant Up. On TikTok, baby. We are live. We are excited. The TikTok is cool. I chop up a lot of videos, post them on there, try to do some fun TikTok trends too. Um, The TikTok's fun. I love doing the TikTok, so I'm happy that we got that fired up. I wanted to get that fired up before the season. The part of me wants to go live on TikTok during some NFL games this year. You can catch my reactions to some stuff uh, as they happen. So that's why I wanted to get it fired up before the season. So I'm excited that that's fired up. So go follow me there. If you want to follow me there, I'm going to be going nuts on there. It's going to be such a fun time. Um, And yeah. So here we go. Let's get into this a little bit. We had our first preseason game yesterday against the Jets. And we only scored seven points. Now, I want to start off with, we got a question from our Twitter that had a lot to do with that. It's from Danny B. You guys can go on my Twitter. I usually post a tweet right before I start an episode. I like to see if any of the fans would want to react, want to get something that they have on the podcast. So Danny B had a question for me. He said, how do you feel about the Giants only scoring seven points yesterday? Now, I also made a poll on my Twitter about um, the Giants only scoring seven points, if it was concerning. And to answer my own Twitter poll and to answer Danny B, thanks for reaching out. um, No, I'm not concerned that the Giants only scored seven points. And here's why. First of all, it's a preseason game. Um, you know, you got to get the cobwebs out and all that stuff. Uh, you got to get these guys playing well together. A lot of new guys, a lot of new faces. And second, I mean, the way this game was treated was almost like it was like the fourth preseason game. Um, almost none of the starters played. The only starters I saw out there were Darius Slayton got a lot of good playing time the whole into I think four out of their five projected offensive line starters were playing Andrew Thomas Matt Pert, Nick Gates and Will Hernandez and then they had Kenny Wiggins starting at the other guard spot who could be a starter who knows but they had their starting offensive line in there which I kind of liked maybe get those guys to gel um And that's it. I saw a little bit of Darnay Holmes at some point sprinkled in there who could start at the nickel corner for us. But other than that, I mean, I know we're talking about offense here, but that's it. None of the other offensive starters played. We had no Daniel Jones. We had no Saquon Barkley. Obviously, Kenny Galladay's hurt. We didn't see any Sterling Shepard. Kadarius Toney is apparently a little bit banged up, has something weird going on to continue his weird start to his career. We were just rolling on with that. But to answer the question, Danny B, overall, am I concerned? No. Um, it, it does, I guess, annoy me a little bit that we only scored seven points. It's like, come on, Garrett. Like, let's let's push it a little bit. I mean, you had the worst offense in the league last year. Let's, you know, get something going here. But no, I'm not concerned. Um, it's still very early. We had none of our starters play. So, no, I'm not concerned at all. But would I have liked to see them score more points? Yes, but here we are. So yeah, let's get a little bit more into uh, some positives here. The 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 Giants lost yesterday, um, which is fine. Just a preseason game. I went to the game, so I was pretty pumped about that. It was beautiful, beautiful night to be in MetLife. Um just an awesome atmosphere it's just cool to see giants and jet fans all together you know it's all it's all friendly um you know intense just everybody going wild at the game um it was awesome uh i haven't been to a game in a while i said i got to get there i got to get there i got to get some content for my giant up family here i got to get there um and i loved it it was such a blast they lost 12-7 uh not that not not too much excitement in the game. Didn't have that touchdown till the fourth quarter. Clayton Thorson threw a touchdown. But, uh, yeah, Mike Glennon looked okay. Um, let's get into the offense here. Let's get into the offense here. Let's talk about Mike Glennon. Um, so, Mikey Glennon started the game. We didn't have Daniel Jones play. He was three for seven. He threw for 20 yards. And he took one sack. Um... QB rating was a 50.3. Would have liked to have seen a little more from Mike Glennon, but what are you going to do? I mean, he's the backup quarterback. Um the offensive line did not do him any uh did not do him any favors. The offensive line didn't look too great yesterday. And that's tough to say especially since we have most of our starters out there. Um hopefully we can get those guys to gel a little bit more. Hopefully we can get a little bit more comfortable, but the offensive line didn't look great. So Mike Glennon didn't look too great, didn't do anything really exciting, and the offensive line wasn't too great either, to be honest. Um, But that's fine. Let's move on. There's a couple other guys on the offense I want to talk about who I thought looked really awesome. Uh, Corey Clement, who I know fumbled, but other than that fumble, I thought he looked awesome. I mean, he looked good. He looked explosive. And he's projected as our third-string running back right now. So, I mean, if we get some good plays out of him, that'd be awesome. But he looked good. Like, I'd love for him to make the team. Uh, He had some – he was a contributor to that Eagles Super Bowl team a few years ago. I'd love to see him make the team. He's a good depth guy. Um, I think he could come in and just, you know, spell Devontae Booker and – Saquon here and there and, and get some solid runs. So I'd love to see him be the third string running back. Um, and how about we talk about this guy, the hero, Sandro Platzgummer, the man from Austria who was such an underdog, came over and broke out a 47-yard run. That was probably the most electric play of the game. I got to be honest. I love rooting for the underdog. Um, and it was awesome to see him do that. It'd be awesome to see him make the team. I'm saying the word awesome too much. But that's just the vibe. Hold on a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking some Powerade, making sure I stay hydrated. Uh, Powerade is not a sponsor. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, Platt's Gummer. I mean, that's just a cool story to follow. So, that'd be interesting to see how he does moving forward. And another guy I want to bring up who I tweeted about was David Sills who probably would have made the team last year if he didn't go down with that injury, which was really tough to watch for him since he's such a guy who's just grinded to try to make the team. I tweeted about him, and then after that, started, he started playing so well. He had that 37-yard catch. Um, he looks like he's grinding and going all out to make the team again, and I think he really could. He's making, his, he's making his statement. He led the team in yards. He led the team in receiving yards. I mean, the guy is just a workhorse. He, he produces. Um, he still found a way to produce in a game where we had almost no yards of offense. I mean, it, it was gross. But he still found a way to make his uh, mark on the game, honestly. Um, and then another guy who was cool to see who had the only touchdown was Damian Willis. Uh, another guy who's going to try to grind to make the team. He had a nice 21-yard touchdown from Clayton Thorson. So that was exciting. And our only starter, who I'll also talk about, who played Darius Slayton. He had one grab for eight yards. He's just getting warm, so we'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, that's what I like from the, that's what I saw from the Giants' offense in the preseason game. Um, not too exciting. Not too many things to talk about. Clayton Thorson didn't look that good. He's our third string quarterback, um, five for sixteen, but. Um, he did throw that touchdown, which is cool. He threw the only touchdown of the game. If we came out of this game with zero points, I would be sad. Even though it's just a preseason game and none of our starters played, just zero points. Oh. It's just brutal. It's just gross. It's gross. Let's be honest. It's gross. Um I want more power. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, got orange power right here. It's actually very good. Um, I keep saying um a lot too. A couple things we got to cut out. There's a couple things we just got to cut into, you know? But anyway, let's talk about the defense now. I'm a little excited to talk about this. We got a guy who I talked about. Um, who I said that I love just for like no reason, just he's like a Madden guy. He was a high draft pick. My buddy's a Bills fan. He was drafted in the second round. So he was a high, you know, he had a lot of potential to play well. Um, Reggie Ragland. He had a heck of a game. Very good game. Reggie Ragland started at inside linebacker with Carter Coughlin. And Tay Crowder also got a lot of burn. Um... Tay Crowder might have started, actually, with uh, Reggie Ragland. But Carter Coughlin and Reggie Ragland, both of them played so well. I mean, we got a competition at that other inside linebacker spot next to Blake Martinez. Let's be real. Between those three guys, Tay Crowder, Carter Coughlin, Blake Martinez. I mean, Reggie Ragland. Um, making a lot of mistakes. Oh, Reggie Ragland. Okay. Reggie Ragland. Came to the Giants in the offseason this year as a free agent, and he impressed. He impressed on Saturday. He, I think he, he had four tackles, and he had a pass defend. He just looked good out there. He looked comfortable. And honestly, Carter Coughlin looked also great, too. He can play inside. He can play outside. So I love a guy like Carter Coughlin on the team as well. I was nervous about that second inside linebacker spot who could fill in next to Blake Martinez. And now I'm not my nerves are gone. To be honest, the defense still looked stout. We had none of our starters basically playing at all on the defensive end. And it still looked really stout. I know obviously the jets didn't have a lot of starters playing either, but I saw them playing a lot of guys. I saw Jameson Crowder getting a lot of burn. Zach Wilson obviously played. Um, but yeah, I'm still just loving this Giants D. Bottom line. Another guy that I really liked that I thought did that I thought looked really solid out there is a guy who you wouldn't normally think a lot about, but I think the defensive line played really well. Danny Shelton is the guy I'm talking about. I think Shelton played really well, played really solid. Um, that D line is just strong. I love it, and um, it's just exciting to see those guys getting out there now. Ajalari had a really good move that I tweeted about, burning Makai Becton on one play. Um, he didn't end up like getting anything out of it, but he just burned him. So it's good to see him going against an established tackle like Mackay Becton, who's really really good, and making some good moves against him. So I was super excited about that. None of our secondary started. Uh, we had Julian Love get the nod. Who Julian Love's a guy that I really like because he's extremely versatile. He could play safety. He can even pop in on the nickel corner. He played corner in college. He's a guy that I just love. He's such a good depth guy. So I was I was happy to see him still getting the start out there and getting some good playing time. Because he's a guy that is just so important to have on the team who could just pop into a couple different spots and play really solid football. Uh, So he got the start. Joshua Kalou also started. um, Who sadly went down with an injury. I think his season is is now over, um, which is really, really sad. But he suffered a torn pectoral muscle. So actually, I don't know if he's going to be out for the year. I am not a doctor. Okay. I'm a podcaster. Okay. So if I was a doctor, I would know if you suffered a torn pectoral muscle, what could happen to you, but he got the start. So it's really sad regardless to see any injuries like that go down. Um, and we wish him the best, but yeah, that just stinks. You hate to see it. I said it too, on my Instagram story before the game, let me just step away from talking about the defense here and let's move into injuries. Because it's tough. Injuries are unavoidable. Injuries happen every year. Um, And it just sucks to see, especially guys who are grinding to make a roster spot when they go down with injuries, like David Sills last year when he was grinding and just went down with an injury and blew that whole season completely open for him. It just sucks. Uh, TJ Brunson tore his ACL, um, so he's done for the year. We wish him the best as well. It's just sad to see stuff like that go down. Another guy, Kyle Murphy, who I actually tweeted about yesterday, who I was excited to see play uh, yesterday. Um, He was one of the guys I said to look out for. He was on the active roster halfway through last year. He's just one of those extremely athletic guys that I thought would really make a push to play at one of the guard spots this year, and I was really excited about that. He got carted off the field. And he's got an ankle injury, so we'll check that out. We hope that he's okay. And tight end Cole Hikutini um, hurt his hip and did not return to the game. So those are the injuries coming out of the game. You just hate to see injuries. Even if they're not notable players, you just hate to see people go down. So we wish all of those people speedy recoveries because that just is tough. The game captains. Uh, for the game yesterday, which I thought was really cool. So Jabril Peppers, obviously captain there. But Julian Love, the guy that I was just talking about, was one of the captains as well. And I love that. Like, he was the leader on the defense yesterday. He was the, you know, almost like the veteran out there in a sense of that he's been on the Giants for a while now um, for a solid amount of time. And I just love that he was back there getting a lot of burn. I think he's a really important guy to have, a really important depth guy, like I already said. So it was cool to see him be the captain. And then my boy, who I also love to talk about, Nicky Gates, getting the nod at captain for the offensive line. I love him. He is nasty. He is a competitor. And he's just a guy that you want on your team. You want him defending your guys. You want him. You want him. Bottom line. He's just so awesome to have. But let's dissect this... uh, this game a little bit more, and then we'll move on from the preseason game, but let's dissect it a little bit more. A couple of notable plays that I saw that I loved was uh, newly signed wide receiver Matt Cole made an awesome play on special teams. Uh, Riley Dixon had a punt and it was hurtling towards the end zone took a bounce and he made an awesome play tapping it to save it uh that's just the kind of special teams plays you love to see I mean Joe Judge was a special teams guy so you hope that our special teams could be lights out this year that's what you want because that's a part of the game too I mean it's in field position and I mean that's getting the ball to 20 or getting the ball like the five I think they got the ball like that ended up bouncing to the eight but that's a huge difference. So you want to see that a lot. So that was a, that was probably the most notable special teams play that I loved. Um, It was awesome. A couple other plays that I talked about already was the big run and David Sills, 37 yard reception. Those were probably like my three most notable plays of the game. Uh, I just loved all those plays to be honest. And Yeah, I mean, my final takeaway on the game, I'd say, probably, let's not panic. I know we only scored seven points, but that's okay. Let me talk you off the ledge. And I don't think anyone's even on the ledge. I think most Giants fans know it was the first preseason game. They know none of our starters played. The one cause for worry I'd have is maybe the offensive line because our starters were out there and they didn't play well. But we knew that that was going to be the grind going into this year, people. We knew it would be our O-line that we had to keep in check. And it was also their first game. So let's take it easy. Ah. And one positive I'd take away from the game is the defense. Um... The defense still looks stellar, even with our backups. It looks like we got a lot of guys who are going to compete and fight for spots on this team. I mean, we got guys who are just going to play some football this year. Pat Graham is running the show, and they're going to be placing and plugging guys in places where they can utilize their strengths, and that's what I think is the most important difference In this team, since Joe Judge took over, he loves to utilize people's strengths and really exploit them. I saw it with Leonard Williams. He had a career year. I saw it with, let me think, Dalvin Tomlinson, who also just played so solid. Played really good, actually. Dalvin's such a good guy. We will miss you, Dalvin. We will miss you so. I saw it with Blake Martinez. I saw it with Logan Ryan, James Bradbury, like these guys just they you play to their absolute strengths. So the defense is something I am extremely excited about. We just have to hope the offense can come in and still bring more heat. We need more heat than last year. Way more heat. Raise that heat up. We need a lot more of it. All right, but anyway, I think that's enough about the preseason game, right? All good. We don't got to talk about the preseason forever. Uh, It was awesome to be in MetLife. I'll say it again. Beautiful place. One of the most beautiful places on earth. I want more Powerade. Hold on. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, Let's move on. One thing I wanted to discuss today, too, was that our schedule coming up. Let's just talk about the early, early part of the schedule. Now, our first three games are all at home. That's a little funky. That's a little funky, right? It's interesting to start the season with that many home games, three home games. Like, we have to capitalize on that. We have the Broncos, we have the Washington football team, and we have the Atlanta Falcons. Those are, I want to go two and one. I want to go two and one. And I think that's not a lot to ask. I think we should 100% beat the Broncos. But you never know about a team like the Broncos. I mean, they just scored 33 points in in their preseason game, but it's preseason. So we don't care. Um... I want to beat the Broncos at home. You should beat the Broncos at home 100%. If you're if you coming in with the talent that you have on this team, you got to beat the Broncos. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am a fool. What a fool I am. Their first 3 games aren't at home. I am a fool. I am so sorry, their second game is in Washington. What a fool I am. Oh man, I must have misread that. Well, you know what? Great. I actually wouldn't like to play that, I feel like playing the first three games at home, it would have been way too much pressure. It's just too much pressure. And then you have a long road trip. So yeah, great. Awesome. I'm an idiot. And we're not playing our first three games at home. Our second game's in Washington. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. So scrap that. I'm an idiot. Uh, No, I'm not. I just made a mistake. And I won't beat myself up over it. Because mistakes happen, people. That's it. Sometimes in life, you just make mistakes. And that's it. So let's just talk about our first three games still, regardless of them being home or away. So our first... Game and our third game are home against the Falcons and the Broncos. And then we have a road game jammed right in the middle on a Thursday night against Washington. I still want to go two and one. I also really badly want to beat Washington. I want to continue. To beat our teams in our division. I hate the teams in our division. Obviously, we all do. We all do. And I think Washington's still a team that we match up against extremely well. I mean, I know I'm talking about this week two game before the week one game, but Washington's an important game. I could be eating my words when I say this, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know he's magical. I know he's an awesome guy. He is such a competitor, and I have so much respect for him. But how much longer can the guy go? He is old. Old. I'm tired of it. I think we can get up all over him. I really do. I think our defense can get up all over him. Uh, That's a game that's going to be coming down to the offenses because those are two stout defenses going at it. And, honestly, I still think we got them. I want the Broncos and I want Washington. The Falcons is like weirdly a game I feel like we could just accidentally lose. Um, but they're bad, dude. They're bad. Imagine we go 3-0 and to start this year. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because I feel like we always start in a hole like we did last year. We started in a huge hole. We can't do that again. We can't be playing from behind. We got to get ahead. We got to set the tone early on. And that's what I hope we do. So I just want to talk about the first three games so far. I didn't want to go too deep into the, the, the schedule yet. We'll talk about the whole schedule in a future podcast before the first week. But yeah, so here's another little segment I wanted to talk about here. What I never talk about, actually. I haven't talked about this once. I am an avid fantasy football player. I love fantasy football. I'm going to be in three leagues this year. Two of them, I will be running my own team. One of the leagues is our Roster Up League, which I'm very excited about. We got all the guys from Roster Up in the league. That's going to be super exciting. We got a 14-man league. It's going to be extremely competitive. I love it. I have another league that I've been in for 10 years. With my best pals, that's another 14-man league. We don't screw around. I'm not going to be that guy that's going to be in an 8-man league. Ew. 8-man league. Ew. I'm I'm the big show. I'm going 14 to 12. 12's the lowest I'll go. Don't give me your 10-man league stuff either. I don't want it. Ew. It is 14-man league. That's the competitive stuff we love. So I'm in a league with my buddies that I've been in for 10 years. I love those guys. That's like one of our, like, that's like a league I'll be in for life, man. I love that league. And then I'm also in a league with my dad. Me and my dad are co-running a squad. Um, He'll be funding the team. He'll be funding the payments for the league, which is why I love teaming up with that guy. Um, So, yeah, me and my dad are in another league and, you know, We gotta make we 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 were pretty embarrassing last year. We didn't do well, but I'm gonna step it up for him this year. I I let him down last year and we, we gotta ramp it up. Bottom line, we gotta ramp it up. Um, but here's something I wanted to talk about now. I'm in all these fantasy leagues, and people got their ideas about oh, these sleepers this, sleeper that. I wanna tell you who I think is going to be a huge sleeper. And then I also want to tell you someone who I think could be huge for the Giants. Sterling Shepard. We'll start with our Giants guy. Sterling Shepard is a guy who I just weirdly think is going to have a great year. It might not even be weird. He's having a great camp. I feel like he's extremely comfortable in the slot. He changed his number to number three, which he wears for his father who passed away. And I feel like that's such a special thing. Like, I just so believe in things like that. Like, he's finally got his right number on. And it's not like he's been bad before this. He's been great. I love Sterling Shepard. But I really think this year he's going to have such a good year. He's wearing his right number. He's finally in a place where I think he could be extremely effective just if there's no injuries, he's going to be mainly in the slot. Ah, Powerade, And I'm excited for Sterling Shepard this year. Go get him in your draft this year, people. People are going to be wanting Kenny Galladay. Maybe people are still going to be wanting Slayton. People might even be wanting Kadarius Toney. But I think that's why I think Sterling Shepard is going to be overlooked in a lot of leagues this year. And I think he's going to have a real solid year. I really think he'd be a great flex to have in a deep league like a 14-man league. He'd be a great guy to have at flex. So go after Sterling Shepard. That's the bottom line I want there. Now, here's guy number two who's not on the Giants and he's a guy I think is going to be super effective this year. His name is, and you know know, what, I know, I know. His name is Jacoby Myers. He's on New England. He's 24 years old, 6'2", 200 pounds. We love it. And he is going to be like, their primary slot guy, it looks like. Like with Julian Edelman done, Myers, I think, is going to step into that role. I mean, there's not a lot of clarity at the, at the starting quarterback position right now with Cam Newton and Mac, And return of the Mac! Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but regardless of the clarity at quarterback, I truly believe that Jacoby Myers is going to have an extremely effective year. I think he's going to swallow up all of those targets that were being left behind by Julian Edelman. I mean, the slot guys that have played in new England, like the last 10 or 15 years, guys like Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman and Wes Welker are always so effective. And, I weirdly think I know that they brought in guys like Nelson Aguilar and even Kendrick Bourne, but I think Myers is going to be worth a late round pick because he's looking like to me that he's the most consistent wide receiver. He's having a really good training camp. Um, And to me, that just, that goes a long way. He's a Patriot. Like the Patriots are going to need to find that guy that they can rely on. And I really think it could be Jacoby Myers. He's so young. And he's getting, he's gotten, he's worn. He's been in the NFL, man. Jacoby. Jacoby Myers has been in the NFL, baby. Honestly, it's his third year. Like, he made the leap last year from, he had 359 yards his rookie year and then made that leap to 720. 729 to be exact. Um, and I think it's finally time now with Julian Edelman's retirement for him to make that next leap. So Jacoby Myers, baby, that's a guy that I think y'all should be looking out for in your fantasy drafts, late round sleepers, people late round sleepers. Those picks are extremely important because a lot of people like to mess around at the end of a draft, maybe draft a guy like Tim Tebow. Think it'd be funny. Get some nice laughs. I know there's going to be a guy in my league. Probably all three who are going to draft him, Tebow. Get a good chuckle out of it. But I'm here to tell you, don't waste those late-round picks. You could grab some really, really risky guys, but it's it's low-risk, high-reward. Those late picks aren't really, you know, you're not breaking the bank with those late picks. I would use all of those late picks on guys that could boom for your team this year, right? Especially if you're in a 14-man league, you can't waste picks. Got 14 teams in the league. We play three wide receivers. Can't waste picks. But I also think a super funny thing we did in our league with my buddies who we've had for 10 years is we added a head coaching spot, which is something that we we just wanted to try to maybe do something to spice it up a little bit. We thought it'd be cool. Like, obviously, it's not going to play a huge, you have huge impact on it, but like basically the point system for the head coaching is based on the amount your head coach wins by is the amount of points you get. I think the most points you can get is like five. It's not a lot of points, but hey, it can make a difference. So you know we're going to be going after Joe Judge this year. I want him. I want Joe Judge. I don't care how many teams, I don't care. I want him. He's our leader. He's my leader. Okay. So I think that's something cool that we did that we added on um, head coaching just to spice it up. We've been doing this for 10 years. We want to, if it doesn't work, if people hate it, we get rid of it. But we thought it'd be cool. Um, But yeah, that's all I got for you, people. Uh, I had guests on my last two podcasts. I love that. I'd love to get my dad on a future podcast. He's been a giant fan his whole life, he's an old school guy loves Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims, so we can maybe get him on and have some good conversations about stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, once again, people, I just want to thank you all for listening, man. This is episode five, baby. We're just cooking. We are cranking out content left and right. You can follow me on the Twitter, again, at Giant Up Pod. Follow me on my Instagram, at Joe Carjulia. Follow me on the TikTok, at GiantUpPod. We have a lot of fun on the TikTok, baby. And we're going to continue to have some fun there. But yeah, so check out any future episodes. I'll probably just be doing episodes now, like right after preseason games, talking about the game, when I think about them. And then once the season starts, you know what we talked about. We're going to have podcasts prior to every game and after every game, immediately after every game, I'll be firing up a pod and you're going to hear my exact opinions, fresh, before anyone. So make sure you're tuning in during the season. I'm so pumped for the season to start. We are getting so close, baby. We are so close to the season starting. I want more Powerade. Mm -hmm. Ah, That's good. And that's it, people. My final note for episode five, what I'll leave you all with is this. Let's go, Daniel Jones.